0: welcome everybody um we are going to talk about our eight hyper automation predictions for 2023 today um, This is part of our automation series um apologies for being a little bit late we were having some technical difficulties which is um quite something when we're talking about automation so um first of all let me just say a, a warm welcome to Paul Morrison and maybe we do some quick intros and then we can go through prediction by prediction. So Paul, do you want to start with a quick intro?
1: Great, yeah, absolutely. Good to, uh, great to join everyone today on the on the call. I'm Paul Morrison, I'm Managing Director at ProServatna. Um, I've been on a hyper automation journey for the last 15 or 20 years or so, um, working in uh, GBS and outsourcing um, engagements with clients, um, working through uh, RPA, Document Capture and other uh, automation challenges in the last ten years or so, and uh, you know, very much in the thick of some of our key account uh, strategies in the space. So great to be talking about these these trends.
0: Thank you, Paul. Um, I'm Rakesh Sangani. For those of you that don't know me, I'm the chief executive pro se partner. Background as a chartered accountant, and then probably um, fell into automation about seven years ago. Now I was initially a bit of a cynic around RPA, uh, then moved over to being more of an evangelist, and now recognize that RPA is great, but you can't automate everything, and you need an ecosystem of technologies. Um, So working on lots and lots of automation transformation projects with um, FTSE 100, Fortune 500 companies, really pleased to be here uh, in our first podcast uh, around our automation series. And where we wanted to start, I guess, was these predictions. And I think we should do this in quite a rapid fire approach, Paul. Um, so the first prediction we had was around the auto- operating model for automation. But I guess this is when we're saying it's clear in the marketplace that a decentralized model where you have a robot for every person or a data scientist for every person or AI for every person, whilst it's sounds wonderful and very empowering for employees is maybe something that has struggles around governance and control and standards and relationship with the vendor management community. And on the flip side of the equation, you have a centralized model, um, which gives you lots of control and governance and standards and quality assurance and the relationship with the vendors, but doesn't necessarily allow that scaling because the rest of the enterprise might feel it's a small team controlling this for the whole business. So what we predict is actually what will be most prevalent in 2023 is that the operating model in hyper automation that businesses will move to is either a hybrid model or a hub and spoke model, where they have some level of central governance and control, but then have teams Managing data science, managing AI, managing um, RPA and other tools and technologies in each function, in each geography, um, and and I think that's the tr- number one prediction that we had for 2023. Um, I don't know if you see that already, Paul.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think it's a it's a key it's a key tug of war, isn't it, between the centre and the wider community and uh, yeah I think it is a key question that's been playing out and uh, um, I think the reality is that the two ends of the spectrum uh, don't work you can't you can't scale and make uh, these these technologies take wings across an organization if it's just uh, tightly controlled in a central single central COE Um, and yet you can't you can't coordinate you can't uh, optimize you can't manage risk if it's fully pushed out to the uh, the, uh, the business units and geographies, so there's got to be some sort of balance, and I think uh, you know working with our clients, we see we see them trying to calibrate that correctly, and I think it's going to take going to take some time to um, pan pan out exactly the right point to, to cast it for each individual organisation. But absolutely, we see organisations trying to calibrate that now.
0: Excellent. So let's move on. That's prediction number one. Prediction number two. Um, was around AI and NLP. And I think our prediction here was that digital technologies that work with written and spoken language will continue to develop at speed. You know, I think the best example of this is ChatGPT, um, you know, gone from nothing in to a million users in about a week. Um, and, you know, the coolest bit of AI that seems to exist in today's marketplace. Um, but Paul, what do you think about this market of yeah. NLP and, um, the AI capability? Do you see that also yeah. improving and getting more sophisticated in 2023 with a lot more adoption by organizations? Yeah, yeah, great. This
1: is, this is super exciting. This is, uh, this is, this is really a pivotal moment, I think in, uh, in the automation space. And I think the last few years, it's been possible to see this this coming through with um, new language models getting better and better and more and more high profile chatbots that are uh, spookily, you know, authentic, um, and that's been happening. I think, yeah, particularly last uh, two to three years with uh, GPT-3 coming through, uh, in a sort of practical GBS or shared services environment, I think the key use case at the moment, the thing that we picked up last year in particular was the fact that, um, uh, document capture technologies like ocr were suddenly getting much better rather quickly um, so some of the you know document automation um, abby vantage type um, tools Rossum, uh, and many others uh, really becoming much more effective more powerful and more effectively trained and that's building off the same uh, underlying um, AI te- techniques around na- natural language processing. So I think that's been a, a leading indicator for us. It's, it's now much easier, for example, to capture accurate invoices, accurate orders, and scan them and uh, use them in your core systems. And I think the, the very latest, you mentioned ChatGPT, GPT, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the sort of latest generation in chatbots, um, which are able to respond you know, very quickly, uh, very impressively, to a whole range of questions uh, is is a sort of new frontier of um, systems being able to interact with language. And at the end of the day, there's no bigger interface than the the human language. this is this is really transformative, I think. I think, and I'll, I'll shut up in a second because I get excited about this, but I think um, uh, you know it's going to take a few years for the use cases to pan out. But we can already see in areas like um, you know, help desks, encoding, in synthesizing lots of data, you know, these are key GBS shared services activities and tasks that can all really be accelerated and improved with uh, that sort of technology.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Paul. Um, prediction number three uh, is around RPA. So, hey, look, we're big fans of RPA, uh, we do lots of work in that space. Um, what we see is that RPA will continue to grow, but not at the rate it's grown in previous years. Um, So I think that's an interesting prediction um, for many. And um, I know when I speak to some of my peers in RPA, they're a bit bullish around the growth. I think there's still certainly be growth, but it seems to be slowing down. I think you can see that slightly from looking at what's happening with the market valuations of RPA companies over the last few years. You can see that's what's happening also with the customers who have maybe bought too many licenses in their initial um, acquisition and sourcing of licenses, and are now going through a little bit of a correction, recognizing that you don't need 500 licenses for 500 processes. You might be able to do it with 20. So, you know that that that's kind of my feel of the marketplace. Um, and the analysts do agree that RPA is growing, but we believe it will grow at a slower rate than last year. Paul, any comments?
1: Completely agree. I, I would add, um, to some extent, it's the, l- the law of big numbers. It's, it's it's more and more difficult for RPA to continue that sort of growth phase. And now many of the providers are, you know, big, well-established companies. So it's partly that maturity, I think, and partly uh, the search for new additional functionalities. And I'm sure we'll touch on that and some of the other trends that uh, the uh, the exam question of, of automation has become bigger.
0: Definitely, excellent. So the next prediction, prediction number four is around citizen scientists and citizen developers. So for us, this relates not just to RPA, but also to process mining and task mining, and also to the field of AI, where we see 2023 really being the year where the citizens will be empowered more and more with these tools and technologies And the growth of that citizen model will certainly increase. I think businesses recognize that to really generate value that um, I think as we started that federated or hub and spoke model where the citizens are also doing some of their own automation or analysis uh, is the way to maximize the benefit of those tools and technologies within the enterprise. Um, So 2023 is the year of the citizen. Paul, would you agree?
1: Yeah, could couldn't agree more. I guess, in a sense, it's uh, you know building on the you know, years of you know Amazon and Apple showing the way in terms of of usability. It's a sort of logical um, trend that many areas of technology are following. That sort of usability and putting t- tools in the people that uh, you know really want to want to use them. So yeah, definitely see that across multiple multiple types of tool. Yeah, RPA um, uh, visualization. Uh, analytics. um, Yeah, there's there's loads to go out with this and uh, definitely going to accelerate.
0: Yeah, um, agree completely. So um, let's move on. So, you know, those were our top four predictions. Number five, um, our fifth prediction um, is a big one. It's around Microsoft. So, you know, when I look at what Microsoft Teams did to Slack, and if you look at the graphs around how you know, Microsoft Teams started, was growing, was growing, and then all of a sudden hit exponential growth um, in the marketplace and overtook Slack um, hugely in terms of the number of users adopting Teams. We can see Microsoft Power Automate in a similar way being the fastest growing platform in RPA today. So what we really see is Microsoft is after the acquisition of Softmotive after adding more and more functionality, um, you know, it will certainly grow. We see organizations that already have Blue Prism or UiPath or Automation Anywhere are looking at Microsoft for attended automation and other organizations are looking at Microsoft for both unattended and attended. So 2023 um, is where I really see huge growth for Microsoft in that automation power automate space. Paul, any
1: comments. Well, I was just going to ask you a question. I mean, do you think that um, acceleration, that uptick, has, has happened already with with Power Automate? Do You think it's still being, uh, you know, raising its profile and still, still in the early days? How do you see it?
0: Yeah, look, it's not number one in the marketplace yet. If you read the Gartner um, reviews, the Forrester reviews, the analysts talk about Microsoft as a real challenger. Um, mm. So, I, th- I do think there's a way to go. I think lots of customers already use microsoft so it makes it easy to kind of move on to power automate and even those on google platforms is getting value from using the microsoft power automate platform so um yeah i think i think the growth actually will be higher than the growth that we saw in 2022 and 2021 actually i think um, it will probably supersede the growth of the other platforms in this space and I think there's only a, a, only a matter of years before Microsoft becomes number one in the marketplace in all of those analyst reviews.
1: So that throws down the gauntlet to the, um, the established names about how they keep ahead, how they add value, and how do they move beyond RPA. So I guess we can expect some, some smart moves made from some of you know, the likes of UI path automation anywhere uh, as well.
0: Yeah, and I think we already are, right? So you, know, you see um, they're all being quite acquisitional. Um, buying more and more functionality within that that toolkit of automation, obviously UiPath with um you know AI apps added in, with um the test automation suite, which is quite popular at the moment, with process mining, with task mining. I think they're already trying to add in that capability. Um it's just a lot easier for businesses to buy Microsoft. So I, I think that will be the that will be the challenge that will exist. <laughs> Um, So that's prediction number five. Um, Number six for us is just around teams and the structure of teams in this space. So I think when we started off working in RPA about seven years ago, what we recognized was there was a lot of RPA centers of excellence that were set up. What we see now is a realization that that's not enough. It's not enough just having an RPA center of excellence. What you really need to do is integrate RPA with other technology. So you have more of an automation or intelligent automation or a hyper automation center of excellence. But even that's not enough. I think you then need to integrate that with your process improvement capability, your Lean Six Sigma um, uh, capability that exists, because you want to be able to analyze the processes um, just before you automate them. But I also think that's also not enough. You need to add in then your process discovery capability. So, you know, whether you use task mining or process mining or whatever tools you use to explore processes even before you improve them and automate them. Um, So, you know, what we see in 2023 is many, many more businesses integrating that process discovery, that process improvement, and a broader automation team together. To enable that all to be uh in one place within their businesses
1: interesting And i I guess uh lying behind that there's always a question about where where does that sit in the organization there's sort of that tug of war between is this something that sits with i.t does it sit with gps the business and uh there's lots of organizational complexity bringing that that special place together so it's always fun trying to define it
0: (laughs) yeah don't don't get me started on where it should sit in the business i'm not sure we have a prediction around that um i think i think just having that capability integrated um is benefit in itself and then um we'll let the political stakeholders within an organization fight over who should own it um whether it's it shared services finance or the business or hr or procurement or wherever (laughs) um so that's our prediction number six um number seven Um, Out of eight predictions, Um, what we see more and more that will happen in 2023 is that uh, hyper-automation will be focused on improving the user experience. So it won't be just about cost. It won't be just about productivity enhancement. It will be more around how can we improve customer user satisfaction? How can we differentiate against competition a bit better? How can we enhance customer loyalty? Um, by doing these things smarter more effectively and making that user journey seamless and i think we yeah. certainly see 2023 being a big year for user experience Paul, De- any comments definitely on? and i think
1: there's lots of things to unpack in this as a, as a trend and i think yeah you've got uh some of the tools of the trade here around you know how, how does a GPS or a shared service or an operational um uh function, how does it handle things like, you know, help desk, how does it handle uh, case management, ticketing at a sort of simple level, these are the front line of the user experience battle, um, you know, what is the approach to um, accessibility, uh, portals, a single pane of glass, the single shop window for different services, all of these things can be designed better, and I think know uh, leading uh, practitioners in this space are investing in the skills around UX, we, we see... Know, dedicated UX roles around designing that. We see investment in tools like, you know, ranging from ServiceNow, um, a, a market leader in this in this space, to uh, you know, other other challenges like Zoho, where you know you can give a, a fresh face to many of these uh, old old processes. And I think the final thought is that you know, behind all this is the idea about how do you plan the the user journey, the, the user experience. And I think you know when we work with, for example, a finance organisation, we see. Um, many of our clients using uh, experience and journey journey planning techniques to break down ways of thinking about how finance is done, for example, and 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 think again. Uh, process is always going to be king, but maybe it's going to be complemented by this sort of UX thinking uh, more and more as we go ahead.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that that UX is is a critical consideration now at the start of your automation journey. Um. So wonderful. Our final—I know you're all excited about this. Our final <laughs> prediction for 2023, our eighth prediction out of eight, is what we see in the marketplace is uh, well, RPA and process mining has really become established as common ground for many businesses who are, you know, bringing both of those technologies together to maximize the benefits in their organization we see that task mining will be added onto that toolkit. So, you know, businesses will integrate process mining, RPA and task mining together to be able to identify automation improvements, to identify process improvements and automate them in a seamless manner. Now you then have options around that. Do you use one technology for all three? Do you use best of breed for all three? Um, Do you use a mismatch of both? um and um yeah we do a lot of work around helping organizations navigate the complexity of what vendors offer in this space Um, but certainly we see more and more that i think task mining will be the emerging tech um and by the end of the year that will become common ground together with process mining and rpa any final comments on that
1: totally agree i think it's a a really exciting growth area around task mining and i think the way you describe it there this, this sort of coming together of of different technologies rpa process mining task mining workflows is, is another front line in this whole evolution of, of technology we see uh, you only have to look at some of the key players and how they're trying to develop the offering you think about microsoft you mentioned how they're adding to power automate the, the power platform how that's bringing in uh you know chat and uh, process mining or Automation anywhere from the RPA stable, adding Fortress IQ around uh, task mining, um, Nintex buying, Cryon. All of these key players are trying to bring together this sort of wider orchestration or multi-multi-sided automation platform, and uh, it's exciting to see that um, evolve and play out. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Those were our eight predictions for 2023 uh, around hyper automation. Um, if you have any questions feel free to reach out directly Um, thank you all for listening and thanks Paul for taking part thank you Rakesh, thanks everyone thanks